Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Society doesn't want you to blame anything but yourself. It's a trait, not mental health. People out there is not going to understand you until you let them know. You definitely got to take into account your mental health. You have to tune into your own mind. Hey, what's going on? It's your man Casanova Williams with another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. This podcast is not going to be about top. It's going to be appreciation. Appreciation. I want to read emails and appreciate people that have followed me uh, and been hitting me up. So I'm just going to get into some emails that I've gotten from people. Um, I'm not going to use real names because I know some people are sensitive about it. So uh, I just want to appreciate every body and uh, let's go all right so first email um we'll call her sarah i'm gonna use her own generic name sarah okay hello mr williams i appreciate you so much for hitting the points that my husband and i have talked about sometimes i didn't understand him but listen to your podcast has made me understand better and to help me be a better wife I have uh, two young boys that now I'm understanding the struggle they go through as black men and not playing the victim all the time as a female in a household full of men. Thank you so much for the podcast and for having a voice that black men don't have. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate you so much, man. It is true that, you know, unfortunately, there isn't a lot of voices out there when it comes to black men. Um, You have a lot of black men out there talking about mental health in general. Uh, Some of my colleagues or peers out there making a lot more appearances and a lot more things because they uh, talk about general minority or or uh, African-American mental health. But None are very specific when it comes to black men's mental health. So, um, you know, I'm not the popular one. You know what I'm saying? As far as let, let's have him come talk and speak. I mean, I do do engagements and have and they've been very successful. But, you know, it's not a topic that people are comfortable talking about. Um, people want to throw it into, oh, well, you know, black men's mental health, all, all health, mental health matters, all black people's help, you know, and um, um, I, I definitely understand that there's some people out there that don't feel comfortable with it. So I, I respect that. and have no problem with it. Um, so let's get to the next one. All right. This is Mr. Flint. I'm going to use his last name because he said I could, uh, uh, you know, um, hey, what's going on? This is Mr. Flint. I listen to your podcast, Driving a Truck. I'm a truck, truck driver and I travel all across the country. And when I'm on the road, listen to your podcast, ease my mind. You speak about a lot of topics that we as black men don't get to talk about, but are real to us. I appreciate you a lot. Thank you. Uh, what's going on, Mr. Flint? I appreciate you so much. And, um, you know, he was actually one of the first people that reached out to me um, and I actually sent him free books. I actually mailed him free books um, because I appreciate it. He was actually the email. And this was months ago that kind of made me realize that this this was really um 
take it off. Um, because like I said before, if you followed it, I really I, I didn't do it as, as consistently as I do now. But I wasn't really looking at the numbers or the back end or even checking the email. Uh, he actually sent the email to my regular email to my other business one, which made me realize that, oh, OK. And then I went to the email and didn't start to see. So he was the one that really. And then literally a day later, I got the email from uh, from uh, Feedspot that I was in the top 100. I was at that point, I was 53 of the top 100 uh, mental health podcasts in the world. So um, I appreciate you, Flynn. I hope you enjoying those books and um, keep, keep listening. All right, here's another one. This one was an interesting one that I got. It was from a, a white woman that, um, that is married to a black man. Um, and let me read it. I'll just call. I'm not going to call Karen. All right. You know what I'm saying? Let's just let's just call Sarah. I, I like to say with these, these 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 generic names, Sarah. Right. Mr. Williams, appreciate the podcast uh, to introduce myself. My name is Sarah and I am a white woman and I've been married to a black man for five years. Me and him often get into arguments because he feels I don't understand his struggle and what he goes through. Also, he I don't understand what he goes through married to a white woman. I tell him that I have struggles to being married to a black man as well. Just an early or early just an early story about us. I was dating a white man for many years that my family loved. He cheated on me and and I broke up with him and my family was very mad about that because they liked him so much. But he was a cheater and a liar. I met my current husband while out grocery shopping and we hit it off instantly. My family didn't approve of him because they liked the other guy, uh, but I think it's more about his race. They say it's not about his race, but there really isn't any reason for them not to like him. He is hardworking, a good looking man, and he treats me like a queen. But over the last year, we've been getting into arguments because he feels I does I don't understand his struggle. But I argue back with him that he doesn't understand my struggle as well. The looks, the comment from friends, things like that. But he says that is worse for him. So it almost feels like we're in competition to feel like who has it worse married to the other. I started listening to your podcast when I was doing a Google search of black men and mental health. And I saw your podcast popped up and started listening to it. I really understand now that his side of the story where I didn't before. I see that he faces a lot more scrutiny in, in our society than just what I thought. I'm not going to lie. I did think that a lot of black men growing up were just about having sex with a white woman or having one for a trophy. But being married to this black man has changed my mind. And listen to your podcast have made me understand the struggles that they go through. Our dialogue has been much better and he understands my point of view, but I understand his point of view as well. And now we're there to support each other. Thank you for the podcast. Also, my husband listened to you as well and want me to say thank you. 
Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that, man. That was a long email, but I appreciate that so much, Sarah. Um, yeah, man. I, you know, I, I I hear a lot of times that black when 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 you're in an interracial marriage, that whether it's early in the marriage or later in the marriage, that that conflict starts to happen. Uh, whether it's cultural difference, race difference, is always gonna be a. Um, a, a, a headbutt at some point in the marriage. I'm glad that you and him have come to the conclusion of talking about it and not being in competition and you understand what he goes through beyond the scope of your marriage. And I hope he understands yours as well. Um, you know, I'm not uh, against interracial marriage. Um, I just feel that there are struggles in interracial marriage and unless the two people really understand those struggles, then that marriage is going to be a problem. But obviously, you know, you have been overcoming those issues and now you're communicating in a good space. So I appreciate that. OK, I appreciate that you're listening and I'm glad that I can help just a little bit. OK. All right. Let's go to the next email. Uh, this is Mr. Jackson. He's actually from Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> All right. Mr. Williams, first, I want to say the podcast is great, but I want to talk about a situation that I was in that well that I'm currently in. OK, sorry, I read that wrong that I'm currently in. I have been dating this woman for two years and she's a great person. She has no kids. Um, she she accepted me for who I am. I am a garbage man in Alabama in the city of. Oh, I won't say the city. I want to, you know, I was in the city of blank and um, I don't have a college. Education. She's college educated. She has a great job, even though she makes more than me. We still have maintained a great relationship and I feel she doesn't judge me. OK, sounds, sounds like a great relationship. We've been having issue with our future. She wants to get married, but she stated that she doesn't know if I am able to to provide for her for the long term, her and her kids. She said that she wants a man that's able to provide everything for her when she has a child. She doesn't want to work. She feels she's done enough with college and her current career that when she marries, she should be able to be comfortable. What should I do? Because I have no intention of going to college. I make pretty good money as a garbage man. But at the end of the day, is that something that's going to be sustainable? And she's the one for me. She does cook and clean and she does know how to take care of her home. So I believe she will make an excellent mother. But I'm still unsure about the idea of me working and her not working is is she being one of these modern day women or is she old fashioned tradition and i should appreciate that all right um you know that is it that's an interesting situation she's college educated she got a good job now but when she has a child she wants to not work and just be a mother full time you know um that is traditional. I think that back in the days, a lot of women had that expectation of like when they have the child, they're able to. But one thing Yoletta does is say is, does she want that forever? Is she just looking for the first few years in that? Is she looking for just, you know, you know, the first, you know, the first two, two, three years that the child is born? She want to stay home or is she looking just to be a stay home mother for the whole 
relationship. I think maybe you said the whole reading back, but I I, I wasn't too clear about that. Does she want to 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 be for the whole? I don't think there's any problem with you being a garbage man. Um, I know a lot of garbage men that uh, sanitation workers, I think the proper name that make a lot of money, that make really good money and they climb up the ladder, become a supervisor and they're making 60, 70, 80,000 a year, some more. So uh, I don't think it's your job or your career. Now, the concern I have is that because she is educated, she may look down upon you and say the degree is what is guaranteed for a good career. Um, I think you just need to explain to her your goals. You know, do you have any entrepreneur goals? Do you, you know, where do you see yourself in the next few years? And maybe map out a actual plan so she can see that. Because a lot of black people, unfortunately, a lot of African-Americans in this country, we've been brainwashed to believe that education is the only way that is out of poverty, the only way we can be successful, which is not. So I think what you need to do is sit down with her and, um, for one, you need to to say, is this a woman for me? That's the first thing. The second is to sit down and try to make her concern, make her understand her concerns. You know, why do you not think that being a garbage man, I could, you know, come up the ranks or things like that? What her her ideas of marriage and where she wants to be? I think it's just a communication uh, breakdown of ideas of what a marriage is, what success is. I think you need to sit down and just have a real conversation. And also, you know, if you really feel that, yo, that's no problem for you, then, you know, then map out a plan to say, hey, baby, well, this is my 10 year plan. This is how I see things. This is where I'm going to be. Um, you know, the relationship is still young. It's two years. So, I mean, you know, everything may be great, but, you you know, I mean, it's only two years. So at the end of the day, you know, take your time, you know, make sure that she's the one for you just because she does certain things that you like doesn't mean she's the one for you. We have to stop having this idea that because you check off the check boxes, you're the one for me. You know, at the end of the day, love and relationship, last relationship is more than check boxes. So you have to see, is this the woman for you? And then what are you willing to do for that woman and vice versa with her, too? So I think if you just talk, sat down and really talked in detail about how you see your future, then maybe you can overcome these problems. All right. Let's move on to the next one. All right. This one was a very interesting one because this was from an older lady that was that was that hit me up um, about appreciating the podcast. I'm going to read that. Uh, I'm going to call her uh, Roberta. Let's go with old school Roberta. OK. All right. Today I turned 76 years old Even though I'm not really computer savvy I have been listening to a lot of podcasts It came upon yours I've been married for 40 years now And me and my husband have had three kids That are out of the house and successful They all have businesses We have a girl and a boy They all have businesses on their own True entrepreneurs And they do anything and everything for us I just wanted to tell you, young man, that I appreciate your podcast and I hear what you're saying. And at the end of the day, somebody like me of my age has seen the decline of the black family. But I like how you don't just only go against those that are against the black man, but you also hold black men accountable. I appreciate your podcast for what it is. I have my whole family listen to you to support. Thank you. 
Thank you, Roberta. I appreciate that, man. You know, having somebody that's older and senior that, you know, I, you know, sometimes I, I don't think, you know, thank you for calling me a young man. I appreciate that. That that feels good. Um, but I don't think I've been called that in such a long time. But um I think it it's it's fascinating. You know, I like to get the knowledge from older people because older people have seen the transition of black America. Um, when I was younger, when I was in uh, college, um, my great grandmother was alive. Right. And she was, I think, uh, at that time, like 70 something, close to 80. And I said to her, I said, Grandma, great grandma, the what you have seen through your life is must be amazing where you've seen black people where we've come from. You know, um, the struggle we have have gone where you was born, where we were segregated, Jim Crow. I mean, you've seen so much. And she's like, she just say, yeah, you know, and it's good where we're at, you know, and it makes you bring in perspective of, of where we're at. You know, I, I know things may be bad as far as racial tension, unfairness, but Imagine back in the 1800s or the early 1900s. My grandmother was born, I think, in 1923, something like that, or 1930, something. No, like yeah, 1918, 1920 when she was born, because my grandmother was born in 1948. And, and you know, when, you know, and so she was like 18 years. So, like, yeah, in the 20s, my you know, great grandma was born. And I've even, even when I was younger, I met my great great grandmother. So she was born in. You know what I'm saying? 1895. You know what I mean? So, so it is amazing of where we've come. And even though, like I said before, there was problems, we still have problems and issues, but the freedom and the possibility we have is like no other time. You know, um, Black men being successful is not an enigma. It's not a, oh my God, it's not. It's every day I see black men starting businesses and being successful. So we have to understand that like we're, yes, there are things that are bad. We have a lot of things going on, but there's so many opportunities. I'd rather be in this time today than back in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s. You know? So, yeah. All right, let me read this one. It's another black man appreciating me, Thomas. Okay, let's read Thomas. Casanova, I appreciate you so much. You are the man. <laughs> okay, you are the man. Like, I don't hear no other podcast talking about black men's mental health issues or black men's issues like you do. You cover everything. Every time I listen to your podcast, I'm like bowing my head like, man, he's saying things that they not saying. And your email and your podcast about Kevin Samuels was right on. I support all black men, but that black brother had some issues. But I appreciate you. Keep up the good work. And hopefully I can be on your show one day when I release my book. I appreciate you, my brother. Uh, and yo, seriously, if you're doing a book, yo, hit me up in the email. 
You already got a way of contacting me. Hit me up in the email and we'll talk about you being on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, man, I want to promote everybody's business. I'm supportive of black businesses. So at the end of the day, man, just like I'm the type of person like I saw a product of this black company. They built they they uh they uh make bags. Right. And I was watching Picard, you know, the the TV show on a on a on a uh, Paramount. It's about, you know, Picard, Jean-Luc Picard. He used to uh, gen, uh, gen, uh, Star Trek Next Generation. That is his old show. And there is these bags. One of my favorite bag brand is uh, Tote & Carry. Love them to death. I've been buying their bags since they started about two, three, four years ago, whenever they started, I forgot. And they have blown up. And I've been following them for a minute. And the other day, I was watching Picard, and towards the end of the season finale, I saw their white bag collection. And I contacted the guy and said, yo, I saw I saw your bags in Picard. He hit me back, yo, thank you, I appreciate that. So I guess they're probably gonna, you know, use that as advertisement. But, you know, I support black business 100%. So I appreciate everybody that supports me. And if you have a product, or a book or anything, man, come on the show and promote it. Do it for free. I'm not trying to charge nobody to promote your business. You know what I'm saying? So do it. All right. I'm going to read, read one last one and I'm going I'm to I'm I'm close it up right now because I don't want to be here reading text uh, emails all day long. Let me look. Let me find a good one. Let me actually find a question to answer one. Hold on. All right. Here goes one. This one is from, oh, this one was an interesting one. It was from an Asian woman that's married to a black man. All right. This was an interesting one. All right. Hello, Mr. Williams. First, I want to say thank you for doing a podcast about black men because it needs to be talked about. I am and I'm married to a black man that I love dearly. I just have had our first child and we have been together for six years. I have faced a lot of scrutiny from my family because we are different. Okay. Our cultures are different, but my husband is always infusing my culture with anything we do. When we got married, he, he did a cultural tie-in leasing Taiwan, Taiwan, I'm sorry if I read that wrong, um, um, ritual that I didn't expect for him to do. He's very appreciative of my culture, but I have to be honest, I have some stereotypes about his. Growing up in a multi, in a, in a mostly Asian household, there are a lot of prejudice that Asians have towards black people. It was hard for me to overcome them when dating him because a lot of things was subconscious. Like I used to feel he was over-sexualized, not because he was attracted to me because black men are just over-sexed. Also, I was, I thought, oh, I don't know if I should read this one, but I thought that, um, th that his penis was very, very huge and it was because he was a black man. Okay. Um, okay. So, all right, let's read on. Right now, we are having a problem because I don't understand him wanting so much sex from me. 
I sat there and thought it was because as a black man, he is high, more sexual than any of my other boyfriends. But he says because he just is attracted to me. Am I wrong for stereotyping that? Okay, obviously there's a language barrier in this one. Um, okay, this is an interesting one. Okay, at the end of the day, that idea that black men are oversexed and stuff like that, I think it's just a complete lie. It's one of those stereotypes they put us on to make us predators and rapists. And and you, I guess, in the Asian community, they have those stereotypes, which is wrong. Be okay that your husband just may love you and may think you're sexy. See, I think that's a lot of times they, they don't under, women in general don't understand that your man may want you a lot, not because he's just some sex dog it's because he really is attracted to you and he enjoys being sexual with you. So don't look at it as bad. Look at it as, you know, has he always I mean, he's has he always been this way? Because if he's always been this way, don't think about because this is race things because he just thinks you're a very attractive woman. You know? Um, it's, that has nothing to do with him being a black man he, he just thinks that you're sexual Maybe the guys you were with before Just weren't very sexual guys He Maybe he is I don't think that has anything to do with his his Being a black man or being over sex I just think he's attracted to his wife And he wants to have a lot of sex with you Nothing's wrong with that I just think you need to Say to yourself Do you want to have sex with him are you okay with that? Or is it on your mind that you're feeling bad because the only reason he wants because it's is he's black man or because he wants me? That's more of an insecurity with you that you have to come come with that you have to solve. So um I just think he is attracted to his wife. I don't think it's anything to do with being a black man. I just think he is attracted to you. So just appreciate that, okay? All right. Well, I appreciate everybody for checking in on this podcast, Appreciation Podcast, where I'm reading off emails. I'm going to do to try to do this maybe once a month. And um, until next time, people, have a great day.